17 weeks, four quarters, 60 minutes, and it all leads up to one winning, winning drive. drive. Happy Monday, everybody. Welcome back to the Winning Drive podcast. I am Rita Hubbard, the NFL chick, co-host of Baltimore Postgame Uncensored on 105.7 The Fan in Baltimore. Here with my guy, Cordell Woodland of Shaking It Up Sports and the Ravens reporter for 105.7 The Fan in Baltimore. And Ravens lose to the Bengals uh, 16-27. And we can make whatever we want with it, Cordell. But before we kind of get into it, we, we knew that the Ravens were going into this game as a preseason game because honestly, they really didn't have much to gain from it. Although had they won, it's funny because the chargers did lose to the Broncos. So, but it still would have come down to a coin flip on who was going to have um, the home field. And, And the Ravens did the math and said it wasn't worth it. And so they sat a lot of their starters down. So before we kind of break it down, do you think that that was the right decision? I mean, I I don't really have a feeling whether it was the right decision or wrong decision. I can't blame them for wanting to rest their guys and keep guys as healthy as possible, uh, considering that the playoffs start next week. And, the, you know, obviously the biggest of those people is Lamar Jackson, who was not going to play in this game regardless. But the rest of those guys were guys that could have played today, most likely. And, you know, they decided to hold them out. Marcus Peters. For instance, a guy who missed last week, but they they decided to sit guys like Kevin Zeitler and Mark Andrews, but play Ronnie Stanley. It was it, it just it was a little weird to me. Roquan Smith played like if you're going to rest starters, I felt like they should have rested starters. You know what I'm saying? Uh, if if you felt like it just wasn't worth it, now I guess their logic behind it was offensively, we're not going to get much done. Uh, out there regardless of whether we play Mark Andrews or not. So, okay, we're going to rest JK. We're going to rest Mark and and Zyla. I would have liked to see them rest Stanley if they're going to rest all these guys, but okay. they uh, But they rested the guys they decided to. But I think defensively, at least, I felt like they decided we're going to play our defensive guys because if we have any shot to win this game, it's going to be through our defense. So that was them trying to win keeping the starting defense out there, so to speak. Yeah, so let's th- let's stay with the offense. Like you already mentioned, they had guys that, that, that didn't play, which this was very weird to me, um, Cordell, because the offense is the one that's struggling. That's the side of the ball that, to me, could use some rhythm going into the playoffs. And then they decided to, um, you know, sit Mark Andrews and sit J.K. and sit – Zeitler, although they didn't sit Ronnie Stanley and, you know, um, Morgan Moses and some other guys. Another person that they didn't sit was Gus Edwards. And um, early on in the game, you know, I mentioned that I hope that we had saw a heavy dose of King and Drake today because I felt like Gus Edwards, if if you're going to sit J.K. Dobbins, I don't understand why you're not sitting Gus Edwards. You have two other running backs. You have Justice Hill and you have Kenyon Drake. So, you know, Gus Edwards plays and eventually he gets out of the game with um, a concussion. He's in concussion protocol and he was ruled out. So now you have to look at it, you know, what now is what we don't even know what the availability will be moving forward into, you know, next week's game again back in Cincinnati. But to me, I 
I don't understand the logic. So some dudes get rest, but right. other dudes don't. And is it because, you know, Gus didn't play much last week? You felt like you wanted to get him involved in an offense that you clearly didn't care about because you sat a lot of the good starters. I, I just didn't understand it. It just looked conflicted to me. Like, it, it just felt like they wanted to rest guys, but they couldn't get themselves to fully commit to doing it. And I just, I'm curious to find out John's logic behind who rested and who didn't. You know, what went into the decision of who played and who who wasn't, because it's just odd to me that Ronnie and Gus were still out there when Mark, I mean, what are you gaining if you don't have Mark Andrews, Kevin Zeitler, or J.K. Dobbins? on the field at that point that tells me offensively you're waving the white flag so okay mm-hmm. go all out then put Makari over there at left tackle or far Lele whoever you want to put over there um but it, I don't think it should have been Ronnie Stanley and like you said King and Drake was activated they had him they had Justice Hill I, I would have liked to see uh those guys get the bulk of the carries in this one other than Mark I mean then uh Gus Edwards hopefully he'll be okay because they're going to need him um, and then get the part two against Cincinnati. Absolutely. Uh, another thing that we, you know, obviously um, had an opportunity to see was Anthony Brown, who um, got his first start ever um, in the National Football League. And he, uh, w- w- due to Tyler Huntley being out, um, due to having some, some uh, tendonitis in his arm. And so, you know, this is a guy that, I clamored for a couple weeks ago um, in the Falcons game. I felt like that maybe that was a necessary move for John Harbaugh to make because it would have forced Greg Roman to run the football, which appears to be like, you know, I think since then he's committed himself to running the football, Yeah. even though sometimes in the red zone, he still won't do it, but okay. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it, so, you know, obviously this time it came due to injury. And I really felt like his 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 first outing was, I mean, I'd give it a C minus. I know people would be like he's horrible, but I don't feel that way, Cordell. I mean, obviously, you know, that first pick was not good. And a lot of it had to do with, you know, I, I give credit to the defense of the Bengals. I mean, the the, the, the play call was great. You know, got him he got in his face, he, mm-hmm. he panicked and made a throw that was horrible. Um, the second one, I don't give him that because I think Demarcus Robinson has to make a play there. I mean, the ball right. is there for him to catch, and he just didn't do it. But um, ultimately, he had some good things about him. He had some bad things. The good thing is, is that everything that I said was true. That guy got an arm on him. Now, is it is it he got a weird wind-up thing that he does that, that maybe it's a mechanics thing. Hopefully, it can be fixed one day for him. But it's a little weird. Sometimes he throws the ball a little short because he had some batted down passes. Um, but ultimately, I felt like his teammates let him down today. I seen too many drop passes, particularly from the wide receiving core. Um, Demarcus Robinson did him no service today. It was a couple passes uh, by uh, Kolar, who I know we haven't seen much of. Um, but, you know, that that essentially would have gotten him a two touchdown day. Uh, in terms of, you know, get the Ravens offensively, not just mm-hmm. Anthony Brown, but the Ravens offensively. So, you know, I'm curious to know what you saw from that outing of Anthony Brown. I'm not I'm not saying he's the number two guy or nothing like that. I'm just saying that I, I thought that he was a guy that if you put a little bit of work in him, he had some things about him that that I thought were good. And I've always said that I thought he had a, a better arm than Huntley. So I'm just curious yeah. to know how you felt about his first outing. 
Yeah, I mean, definitely an up or down day for him at best, uh, more down than up, I would say. Uh, and I agree with you. His teammates definitely let him down. I mean, Demarcus Robinson, I thought was atrocious in this game, flat out. Uh, the inter- the inter- the second interception was definitely on him. Lackadaisical, still with the ball in his hands, running like he's Deion Sanders. He just doesn't give the vibe that he cares as much, you know, that he he he's taking it serious. Yeah. He's out there just so lackadaisical in his route running, his concentration on the catches. It was it was bad for him in this one. Uh, that said, as a quarterback, your number one thing is you got to take care of the ball. And the, while I don't put the second one entirely on him, that ball was thrown behind Demarcus Robinson. But it's a catch you want your uh, NFL wide receiver to make for his undrafted rookie quarterback right. that's playing. On what on what Anthony Brown said, he just found out today. I got to take him at his word that he found out today, but I I don't really believe that. Um, but even still, the first interception was bad. The fumble at the Reds on on his own goal line is bad, but that's also terrible play calling. Like what what are you doing? You, you're out there with your third string quarterback, and you're backed up into your own end zone on third. He did it in the Steelers game. He did it when Anthony Brown came out. Yeah. Do you remember? Yeah, Same he thing. did. He did. I, I just don't understand what what he's saying. And maybe having Anthony Brown out there makes him feel a little com- more confident to call some of these down the field pass, yeah. pass plays because he does have an arm. Um, and at times he he did throw put some pretty good, decent passes uh, on some of his guys, but he was let down quite a bit. And then you mix that with him just having – some other terrible throws mixed in there himself. Uh, it, it just it just wasn't a good day for the Ravens. Uh, King and Drake came in and really gave them a big time spark. Isaiah Likely, what? Yeah, I, he's he's the guy that was pretty much the star today. I thought on yep. the offensive side of the ball. Um, it kind of baffles me that he hasn't been incorporated into this pass game a lot more this season, considering what they're missing at the wide receiver position. You would yep. imagine. Even in the games that Mark Andrews kind of struggled in, like where was likely yep. in those? It's it's yep. just kind of head scratching that the Ravens haven't found a way to really really utilize this guy uh, at a time where they needed people to step up and help their pass game go to the next level. And maybe they'll build on this game and incorporate some of that out there with Mark. You know, it's a little late at this point, but hey, you know, maybe all we can do is be optimistic and hope at this point. Uh, but I, I would have, I really would like to see more of Isaiah likely mixed in uh, even into next week's game. I completely agree with you. I, I don't understand, particularly when you have no outside help and I've been screaming all year long, especially when Bateman went down. Why don't you find more ways to put Mark Andrews outside? I understand Mark Andrews doesn't have the speed, but two things that he has that the defenders probably don't is the size and the physicality. And that's always going to win them the matchups. And look, even if you don't win, it's possible that you get a PI from it. So I don't even understand why Isaiah likely hasn't been in a situation where consistently, I've seen it before, but I mean on a consistent basis where he's in the slot and Mark Andrews is on the outside or flip them around and have them on the outside and Mark Andrews in the slot. I mean, often. I'm talking about often. You know what I'm saying? So that's the part that that, that I don't get because he, he, he had a great day. He had 13 targets but caught eight for 103 yards. 103 yards. So this is the guy. I mean, he's the guy that we thought he'd be. And somehow – 
he was never consistently put in this offense, an offense that needed pass catchers. That says a lot to me about coaching, and, and that's a problem to me. And, you know, we'll eventually have this conversation once the offseason gets here. But like you said, I hope that the Ravens find a way to, to implement whatever game plan they have next week going on. They have to find a way to implement Isaiah Likely in it because clearly he's getting mismatches somewhere, and you have to exploit those mismatches. And it's an even better service for your quarterback whoever plays, to have both of those guys out there, him and Mark Andrews, because clearly the wide receivers don't want to catch nothing. Even, you know, you you get other guys involved, like Sammy Watkins, and he fumbles the ball. And, and I know it's not – I know it's a strip fumble, and I understand, but look, man, you, get in the weight room. Why was it so easy for that guy <laughs> to strip the ball away from you? Right. Yeah, I mean, it, it was just – the weapon, the, the people around uh, around Anthony Brown today, the, you said it best. They they let him down. Um, you other than Isaiah Likely and and King and Drake, uh, it wasn't really much else there. Charlie Kohler had a couple of catches as well. I mean, it's not much I I'm really expecting from him at this time. But Demarcus Robinson, you get nine targets in this game. I expect you to get more than two catches. Sammy Watkins, he's he makes the big play and then he you know, gives the ball up. It's just, you can't have it. You you just can't have that type of stuff happen. And this is a good Bengals team. You know, this defense, that's that's how they make their living. They make their living just all being opportunistic at times. But I, I do, you saw some things that kind of make you feel like the Ravens can do some things in that game against them next week. The run yeah. game is there for them. Yep. And this with King and Drake, I would imagine it's going to be there for them with J.K. Dobbins out there as well. Uh, if, if Isaiah likely is able to go out there and have that kind of day, I would imagine that Mark Andrews is probably going to be able to have a similar type of day. So, I mean, you get some of your starters out there offensively, and obviously the big one is Lamar Jackson. I don't know where all this new – boom of confidence is all of a sudden come from we'll see what happens i'm on the edge of my seat like everybody else as far as if lamar is going to play next week i mean Schefter and these guys after we just heard harb say no updates friday all of a sudden over the weekend lamar's looking like he could uh he's i saw espn say he's trending towards playing like, like okay yeah. we'll, we'll see we'll see we'll see we have no idea. So I, one thing I do know, Cordell, this team has no chance of winning a playoff game without number eight. So whether he plays or not, we will find out. But if there's, you know, yeah, I, I just feel like that the Ravens, um, they did, it, it wasn't a, as bad as a loss as I thought it would be. I don't know if that means anything, <laughs> but, you know, uh I, I, I just think I just know for a fact that this team is in big trouble if Lamar Jackson is unable to play in the playoff game because we know they go back to Cincinnati next weekend. What the date we don't know yet, but at some point we will find out this week what the schedule will be.